Greetings, everyone. Uh, my name is Kyle. I'm joined with my colleague, Encore, and we are on our second episode of Conversations with Local Business Owners. Um, this series is co-sponsored by Cambridge Local First, as well as the Sustainable Business Network of Massachusetts. And we'd also like to thank uh, Cambridge Community Television for providing us a platform to broadcast this content. We have a very special guest today. Um, really excited to interview Keisha Graves, the um, business owner and founder of Girls Chronically Rock, um, a local business in the Cambridge area. Keisha, thank you for joining us. If um, before we really get into the ins and outs of your actual business, could could you introduce yourself to to the audience? Just tell us a little bit about you know, maybe where, where you grew up. Um, you know, what makes you tick, what you like to do in your spare time, just so they can get to know you as, you know, a member of the community? Sure. So um, first off, I would like to say thank you for having me and interviewing for this special um, opportunity. So yeah, my name is Keisha Graves. I was born and raised in Cambridge, and I still haven't left here. So I'm still here. I'm 34 years old. I went to Cambridge Ringe and Latin and everything. And I really just pretty much left. The only time was when I went to school at Framingham State University and I was still pretty much home every weekend. Um, so at Framingham State University, um, I studied fashion design and merchandising. So I always had a passion for fashion from even when I was at CRLS, um, taking fashion classes and different things like that. But yeah, I'm pretty much, sometimes I can be a homebody. I am a TV fanatic. I love watching all types of TV, whether it be drama, comedy, you name it. I'm like, I'm here for it because it definitely keeps me entertained. And I just love to have a good time. And of course, focusing on my business, Girls Chronically Rock. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for all that. It's, it's cool yeah. that, you know, you, you haven't really gone too far from your roots. You know, like Cambridge is home. It's clearly a part of you and you, know, you continue, continue to contribute to the, the community today. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so it seems like you've been interested in fashion for a long, a long time, probably as far back as you can remember. How, um, like when, when did you found or um, start Girls Who Chronically Rock? I started Girls Chronically Rocking around 2017. So I kind of okay. feel like it's still fairly new, but you know, I knew I always wanted to be a business entrepreneur. Got it. Yeah. And is Girls Chronically Rock, is that the first fashion business that you have started? Did you have anything before that or any um, efforts that you'd like to highlight? Um, not really effort. I was starting to um, call, um, create a business called Millie Eileen's. And okay. I was naming that after my grandmother who passed away from cancer in I believe it was probably 2000. So I was first starting with that one, but then, you know, as time went on after being diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, then that's when the name Girls Finally Rock came about. So then that's pretty much my passion right now. Got it. Got it. So like how, um, like how did you start Girls Chronically Rock. I feel like that's a, sort of a concept a lot of young entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs sort of struggle with is like, how, how do you even start a business? How do you turn this concept or this dream into a reality? Sure. I would say definitely number one, go for it. But for my um, personal experience, for me starting Girls Chronically Rock was I was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy in 2010. So it wasn't even something I was born with. It wasn't something that, you know, I had in my, when I was a baby, it just kind of came out of nowhere. So it's still bizarre to me to this day because nobody in my family seems to have it. So looking back, like when I was at CRLS, able to walk up five flights of stairs, going to the pilot program, walking upstairs at Framingham State University wasn't a problem. So it's so crazy how things, you know, come on your body. So I was actually at Cambridge College receiving my master's degree 
And that's when I started to get really weird symptoms of my leg would kind of just buckle and my leg would kind of just give out on me and I would just pretty much fall to the floor. So with that, you know, it was pretty much like, you know, where is this coming from? You know, like what's going on with my body? So my mom, you know, was like, let's go see a doctor. We went to Tufts Medical Hospital in Boston, Mass. You know, we did several testings. I seen a neurologist. And, you know, that was pretty much, I was in total denial. You know, here I am being, telling the doctors are telling me I have muscular dystrophy and I'm in grad school at Cambridge College trying to receive my degree. So, of course, I was in total denial for quite some time. I wasn't telling any family and friends. I wasn't really going out. I was pretty much shutting down. And, you know, because I didn't know what the future holds for me. Of course, researching things online, there's no cure, there's no treatment. So I'm just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So, of course, fast forward a few years later, where, you know, I'm like, it's time to put my dreams to use. You know, I do have a fashion degree, now a master's degree from Cambridge College. And as I mentioned, I always wanted to be a business owner slash fashion designer. So I thought, why not create something where I can kind of express and share my journey through my clothing line of, you know, things that I'm dealing with, with like different inspirational quotes. So I wanted to create something to help inspire and motivate others in the disability community. So then that's when Girls Chronically Rock was formed. And how I came up with the name is that I knew I wanted something with the word chronic in it for chronic illnesses. So I was just honestly lying in bed one night and I thought girls chronically rock. I love the way it sounded. I love the way it flowed. And I first started off doing it with Etsy. And then from there, I just kind of revamped and kind of just did my own personal branding website. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want it to be more professional. So then that's when girls chronically rock was founded. <laughs> that's that's quite the story that is um i would say like in an immense display of like courage and perseverance on your part to um you know go through what what you did and end up end up here that's i'm i'm speechless um <laughs> so does does your business um help you like connect with other people who have muscular dystrophy Yes, it definitely does. So I'm, like I tell people today, I'm so grateful for this social media network that is out nowadays, Instagram, Facebook, because I realized just hashtagging, say muscular dystrophy, hashtagging disability awareness, hashtagging multiple cirrhosis, so many different disabilities, chronic illnesses I have connected with over the years. So once I kind of came out of my shell, because like I mentioned, I was in total, total denial where, you know, people never even knew what was going on with me because I was just walking, you know, normally. So it's like to connect with other individuals totally just made me feel comfort. Cause like I always say, there's nothing like talking to somebody who gets it and knows what it's like living every day with muscular dystrophy or any type of disability. Cause yes, I get the support of my family and friends and that's awesome. But I always say there's nothing and I mean nothing like talking to somebody who gets it. So when I first started Girls Chronically Rock, that's why I was like hashtagging connecting with other individuals. That's when I met others with muscular dystrophy. I met people with MS, lupus. So we all just kind of had that connection. And so it's like, I look at it, yes, Girls Chronically Rock as a clothing brand, but I also look at it as a movement. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's very cool. It's, it's a movement, it's a community. It's, it's a way to, yeah, share your experiences with right. other people. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Do you, do you, um, do you get to interact with a lot of your customers? Yes, I do on mostly social media. I love when they okay. get the package, they send pictures. So then I like to retag them because there's nothing like seeing an actual customer happy 
with you know the merchandise and the t-shirt I sent them so it's like of course I love to see that tag and you know and then kind of like you know then repost that on social media another thing I love is when I get you know messages like DM messages in my Instagram and messages on Facebook saying oh hey I came across your brand I love it and you know my son he has um do send muscular dystrophy or my friend has muscular dystrophy and I'm dealing with this chronic pain and I totally love what you're doing. I feel inspired. And I'm just like, oh, like that makes me feel good, you know, because it's like sometimes, you know, you may doubt yourself, you know, when you're running a business and thinking, you know, am I doing it right? Do customers like it? Are they paying attention? So when I get messages like that, that definitely keeps me motivated and definitely, you know, keeps me going. And I'm just like, thank you for that. You know, so I really appreciate that with, you know, interacting, you know, with my customers and I like to post their testimonials, you know, on my page as well of, you know, people that purchase from my brand. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine like the sense of like fulfillment that, that you get from from those interactions. Do you remember like the first time that you saw somebody either tag Girls Chronically Rock in an Instagram post, like like your first customer or your your fo- first sort of like first time you were recognized on social media like what what did that feel like I think it felt like yeah it was probably just like a I know my first first customer though was my very good best friend and she was born and raised in Cambridge as well so she bought a t-shirt and then you know she always supports me when I have events things like that and then she has posted you know always sharing my business for me so but of course like outside of that you know when a person like a, a random stranger I do not know like say from New York or DC you know, when they post it and like, hey, check out this girl's chronically rock. She has muscular dystrophy. Like, I just seeing that, I'm like, that makes me feel good. So I can't particularly, I guess, remember what exactly, but it's like, they all just get me so cheerful and excited because, you know, it's like, oh, wow, like they noticed my brand. So that it just makes me feel good even to this day. Awesome. That's great. Um, so obviously you are heavily involved in the local Cambridge community, um, but it's obvious that the that the, you know, the, the muscular dystrophy community is worldwide. Have yeah. you, have you um, like operated your business or participated like out in events outside of the Cambridge area? Like anything that you like to highlight? Um, yeah, I definitely do events um, even outside of Cambridge. Like um, last week I had did an event um, during New York Fashion Week on Runway of Dreams. So that was awesome. I wasn't particularly modeling my Girls Chronically Rock brand, but I was modeling for Zapdos, which is Apple's Adaptive. So even just being there, I was able to connect with other, you know, individuals and just let them know and share my Girls Chronically Rock brand. Another fashion show I did was at Atlanta Fashion Week. I did that these past two years and that has been in um, September. And I was able to attend, go to Atlanta and you know, and I was able to share, showcase my brand, you know, my kids chronically rock line and girls chronically rock. I had both kids models, male models and female models. And then, um, yeah, I, I participated in a few old Boston green fest out here in Boston. I participated in that last year, um, girls chronically rock. So just like different, um, events, even, um, of course, everything now is becoming virtually. So I'm excited about that because I did have some fashion shows, um, set up and plan these past few months but due to you know the pandemic i did have to reschedule that so you know which is totally fine because i mean i want everybody to be safe but yeah i'm always looking for other you know events i'm always reaching out to different fashion weeks fashion shows to say hey here's my brand i um attached to my brochure catalog my one sheeter and letting them know about who i am and my story and hoping that they would give me that opportunity so i'm always looking at different events even out in cambridge and outside of cambridge to you know share my brand and to bring awareness to it. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's great to hear that you can, that you are, you know, getting more attention at the national level, because I think there are a lot of, a lot of people out there that could really benefit from getting involved with your brand and in this community that you've, that you've built up. Um, yeah. That's great. That's Thank awesome. You. I'm going to, I'm going to hand it over to Encore to okay. uh, finish up the interview with uh, his question. Encore. Every time we, I'm hearing you say that, I'm thinking of the casino. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I miss it. I'm so grateful. I was able to see it twice last year and I'm like, now I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Ho hopefully we'll get to again soon, right? <laughs> yes, I hope so too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Th thanks Kyle for, for turning it over again. We're, you know, we're just so happy to have you uh, here with us. I think, you know, one thing I, I'm, I'm curious about is, you know, it seems like you've had a lot of, you know, a, a lot of exposure recently, you know, you've, you've seen some growth. Uh, if you look a few years down the line, what are some of your, your kind of maybe medium to longer term goals for the business? I'm sure. So I definitely have a lot of things I would love to do onto the Girls Chronically Rock Umbrella. One of them is, as I mentioned earlier, just attend more fashion shows. I want, I want to see Girls Chronically Rock down the runway at New York Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week. Miami Fashion Week, you name it. So that's my goal. My next goal is to, I would love to see Girls Chronically Rock in department stores, such as Target, Macy's, TJX Corporation. And, you know, yes, I know right now with everything going on, the stores, there are some stores that are closing, but they're still going to be selling online. So I'm like, I'm still not giving up and I'm still trying to reach out to those department stores because I would love to see Girls Chronically Rock in those stores because it it's like kind of different, have like a unique story behind my line. Another thing I would like to do is come out with an adaptive, accessible clothing line for people with disabilities. Because what some people don't understand is that people with disabilities, it takes us quite some time to get dressed. You know, just putting on a t-shirt, putting on our undergarments, our pants, our shoes. So I would love to create, like even to start off with just some of the t-shirts, you know, with making those adaptive to make it easier for a person like myself to get dressed, whether that be magnetic buttons on the shoulder, um, magnetic snaps on the back, so that way it's easier to just put the arms in. It's like makes such a huge difference when the clothes are such accessible for people in the disability community. So I definitely wanna bring more awareness to that. And my goal is to create an adaptive clothing collection under the Girls Chronically Rock umbrella. That's, that's really inspirational. It sounds like you're you know, using your platform to fulfill a, a, a very real need that's out there. That's, that's really amazing. I, uh, you. you know, it, it sounds like you, you get a lot of inspiration, obviously, from your, your own experiences. I was curious, just in coming up with your designs or other, other aspects of your products, uh, are there some other places that you're also looking to for inspiration, be it other designers or, or elsewhere? Um, yeah, well, fashion designers I've always looked up to um, admired was Kimora Lee Simmons from Baby Fad. Um, that was huge when I was in high school, and I still love Kimora Lee to this day. Another fashion designer I love is Betsy Johnson because I just love her tutus, her quirkiness, and I'm the type of, I love tutus myself. Whenever I have like a photo shoot, you can see on my website, I'm always coordinating my t-shirts with my tutu skirts. So I like totally just love tutus. So that's why I love Betsy Johnson. I just love her colorfulness. And whenever she's done with the runway, she's always does a cartwheel at the end of her runway show. So it's totally amazing. So those two fashion designers, I totally looked up to, you know, forever. So I definitely get inspiration from them. And then just get other inspirations from people in my disability community. Because I love when I create or have an idea of a t-shirt quote, I do ask some of my friends that say have MS or muscular dystrophy. Like, oh, what do you think of this? Do you think this saying? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they're my target customer. And I know that they are going to be the main people to buy it. So I totally love to go to them for inspiration and advice before I may launch it onto the website. And then there's times they just 
lying in bed one night and I think of different quotes or things I may say. And I'm like, I like the way that sounds. I was like, that would sound good on a t-shirt. And then I might just add it onto a t-shirt and then just post it onto the website and then see how it goes. Gotcha. That, that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it sounds like you, you're doing a lot in the digital space and, and some of that's in response to obviously the pandemic. Uh, yeah. Could you talk a little bit about maybe just your, uh, you know, when you first kind of became aware of COVID and how you, the response has been from, from, from Girls Chronically Rock and how, how you've kind of gone about coordinating some of that? Sure. So yeah, with COVID-19, when I first heard of it, something, you know, when sometimes you just know something doesn't feel right. I kind of had got that sense even from the first time I heard it, because I'm like, this all just sounds and feels weird. I felt like it was about to be an episode of The Walking Dead. And I'm obsessed with that show, by the way. So yeah, I'm like, something's not right, mom. I was telling my mom and sister, but some people just went on with their life as they still are now. But you know, as I'm hearing like, yes, it does, I'm a person like myself with a disability. My muscular dystrophy does um, affect my respiratory, you know, with my lungs and breathing. So I'm a person that was at higher risk. So of course that's scary. And I'm just like, what's going on? And then of course, everything started shutting down. I was going to aquatic therapy, getting some exercise for my legs at Spalding in Boston. You know, the pool started to shut down. Everything was closing. And then of course, business became slow, which I totally understand. People were scared to probably order things. Who's going to be touching my items? It's going to be coming through UPS the postman, you know, so I totally understand. So of course, you know, business, you know, of course became slow starting like ending of February up until probably like just earlier of May, you know, things started to pick back up. But then, you know, I was grateful, like the city of Cambridge um, allowed me to apply for some grants, you know, for small businesses. And then I applied for other grants wherever else, you know, I got the opportunity because I'm like, hey, my business is definitely affected. Sales have went down. So it totally was a huge, you know, shock and, you know, scary. And I think it's still scary. Yes, things are getting back together, but I'm just like taking it day by day. Like I'm still pretty much isolated at home. I still only probably been outside. Like probably last week was the first time in like probably a few months to tell you that's how much I'm like, ah, but you know, it definitely made me realize maybe this is a sign too. I can incorporate new things in my business. So then that's when I started to think with the inventory of t-shirts I have here, I'm like, I can start making some girls chronically rock masks because I'm like, it seems like mask number one is going to be the new fashion trend. And it seems like this is something that we're going to have to wear on a regular basis. And another thing people don't know in the disability community, wearing masks and some people with distance isolation, this is not new for some people in the disability community. Some people just have like low immune system where they can't be, you know, traveling or being distanced. Some people have to wear masks all the time going to doctor's appointments. So I'm like, oh, this is like, why didn't I think of this before? I'm glad I started to create and make some masks out of my t-shirts because I'm like, this is a great, because this will be something that's going to be ongoing, you know, for people, regardless, even when we find a vaccine. So I just kind of thought of different ways that I could create new things under the Girls Chronically Rock umbrella. Another thing I would like to do is that I'm working on is hopefully maybe some care packages where, you know, like some, like a subscription box where I have like some, maybe like some essential oils and I'm trying to create some hand sanitizer because that seems to be very hard to find. So I'm just trying to think of different ways, you know, to still keep people not forget about Girls Chronically Rock and just continue to grow. And I'm trying to post videos and, you know, just like different things of things I have coming up. So just people don't forget about Girls Chronically Rock. <laughs> Are, are there are there any aspects that you'd like uh, you know prospective customers to know uh, about things that you have going on at the moment? Uh, you know, feel free to use this interview as as a platform oh, yes. to share some of that. 
Definitely. I mean, with everything going on in the world, like as I mentioned, I started to create the Mask for Girls Chronically Rock. Another thing I created was a new line, um, Black Lives Matter, because with everything going on right now, so I actually just launched that t-shirt um, about a week or two ago, and some people seem to like it. So I got a great, uh, um, great feedback support. A few sales have came in. So I have Black Lives Matter, and then I also added Black Disabled Lives Matter. Cause I'm like, you know, let's not forget about us as a disability community. It's like, yes, I'm African-American plus I have a disability. So it's like, that's extra. So I thought that would be awesome on a shirt. So black disabled lives matter. A lot of people seem to take that. So I got a few seals for that one. So yeah, I have some new things coming in and I don't want people to forget that. Yes, I still have a men's line too. Yes, the name is Girls Chronically Rock, but I don't want the men to feel left out. I had a men's line for quite over a year now. I have men chronically rock and so definitely feel free to check it out, you guys. So, you know, and I plan to, and I have a kid's um, chronically rock collection as well. And I just plan to add some more, like more accessories. I'm thinking about creating some headbands and I recently added some throw pillows on there. I feel like will look nice on the couch with different logos. So yeah, I'm excited where it's going. I just try to think of new creative ideas and like I say kind of expressive what I'm dealing with at the moment for instance like what's going on in the world um with the Black Lives Matter so I felt like I wanted to express that on a t-shirt so I'm glad that I did because a lot of people seem to like it. Gotcha thanks so much for sharing that I, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to shift gears a little bit uh kind of to the you know the, the getting started aspects of, of just getting into a, a business and entrepreneurship so uh, you know, do you have advice for people who are, who are looking to start their own business, you know, in terms of maybe what resources were most helpful to you and just how you kind of might go, go about thinking through uh, some of the early stages? Um, sure. So I would definitely say, like, if you have a business idea or a passion for something, I would definitely say go for it. And yes, it's more easier said than done. But I think what has helped me along the way with just having that support of the different support groups I'm on, like Boston Business Women, there's the Cambridge um, local um, support group on Facebook as well, um, Women Helping Women. So it's like connecting to those different groups and other business like-minded individuals definitely helps because then you feel inspired and motivated. If you have an idea, or I know from my experience, if I have an idea, if I had a question about something, just posting it in those groups has definitely helped me along the way. And, and I've met so many other people, you know, in those groups, like my business coach, my um, public um, relations um, person that I work with. So it's like, then that's just from being and posting in those groups. So it's like, you kind of never know when you just ask a question, what a range of different things will come about, you know, with the social media day and age. So that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. It's like, you know, I've connected with so many other individuals. So I would definitely say connecting with other individuals on social media, definitely when things get back together, when they have like more networking events, that is another awesome tool because I definitely learned a lot and met a lot of um, other great individuals with like marketing and networking events. So I love going to all of those. So I just can't wait to when things do get back to normal and when I feel comfortable to go to those events again. But I would definitely recommend um, if, yeah, if you see an event coming up, like you never know, you never know who could be there and who you're sharing your idea to and then, could come meet somebody and collaborate with them. You guys can become business partners. You never know, but definitely um, being that support of other different groups um, definitely helps. Gotcha. Cool, thanks. Yeah, I think that that kind of local community support as well as that broader networking and social media involvement, I think it's you know advice that's important for, for anybody to kind of keep in mind. Um, 
one thing that I, I noticed on your blog was a, a, an appearance on, on Good Morning America, if I understand yes. correctly. I thought that was a really cool highlight, a really cool win. I know, uh, I forgot to mention that. I'm so crazy. <laughs> could, could, could you maybe just share a little bit about that experience? I think that'd be cool for anybody. Um, anybody yeah, so that was awesome. I mean, I'm still like shocked to this day that I was featured on that because that's something, you know, I wrote my own pitch to them and you know, it's just to show that you kind of can never give up when things, you never know, like someone may see your email, but maybe at the moment it's not a good time. But then, you know, I remember I was lying in bed one day and I got that call and I think she was like, oh, hey, this is from Good Morning America. And, you know, at first I'm like, oh, is this like a scam? You know what I mean? But then as she started talking, I'm like, oh, no, this is like for real. She was like, I got your story. She was like, I would love to interview you. And she was like, I'm going to send you an email in a few days with some questions. And I'm like, oh, right. Like, I'm all excited. I told my caregiver, I'm like, yeah, we got to be prepared. We're going to do my hair. And, you know, because it's like something I did from home and then I sent it along. But that was such an awesome experience. And I'm so grateful for that to this day. And I'm glad that now I have that connection with her. You know, because it's like now I have that um, producer's um, email. So it's like I'm hoping that maybe one day when I'm in New York, maybe I can actually go on to the show. So it's I kind of like having, building those relationships and connecting. That's what it's all about, networking and connecting, because you never know who knows who, who knows why, and you never know where it could take you. But yes, that was such an awesome experience to be on that. And yeah, and then I was also featured on um, Chronicle out here in Boston, ABC with Nicole, they actually came to my apartment, interviewed me, and that was such an awesome experience as well because that gave me just great exposure just from them hearing it that night. I've got a lot of sales in, so that was exciting. That, that's really cool. How do you go about maybe, uh, you know, planning some of the aspects of, of what you want to say? You know, that's such a, I think, a rare opportunity that some, some businesses tend to get. How did you just approach the experience in general? Um, yeah, sure. So I kind of have like my own like little pitch format that I have put together. And that's still something I'm still trying to learn each day of like, you know, what should the headliner be? Should I be because I'm the type I like to add a lot of things in. And some people are like, you know, when you pitch these ideas, they just want to go straight to the point like, boom, boom. So that's still something I'm learning. But I just use like this little pitch email that I have, which kind of like shares about my journey. I, um, I attach my catalog brochure and my one sheeter about different things I've been featured in. So that's what I kind of, you know, so they can get an idea of me. And I like to add like maybe some links of things I've been featured in. And so, so they can kind of get an idea of who I am, who, um, how I interview and they can be like, Hey, well, she seems like a good candidate. I'm hoping, you know, so then let's, so then I just kind of take my chance and go for it. So I'm not giving up. I still, I'm obsessed with Wendy Williams. That's my, a lot of people don't like her, but I'm like, I don't care. So I would love, I've been trying to get her attention forever, her and Ellen. Cause Ellen seems like she just gives like, you know, normal people opportunities. Like, as you can see on her show, she's always like writing a people check and she gives like people like that have like inspirational stories. So I'm just like, every time I'm tagging Ellen on Instagram. So yeah, once we do this video, we definitely gonna tag her too. <laughs> like <love> Ellen. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I think, um, so I think that's a, about the end of our time. I think uh, I just wanted to, you know, thank you, Keisha, for, for taking the time to speak with us. Um, thank you. Know, you. Our, yeah, absolutely. To, to our audience, you know, please check out Girls Chronically Rock at girlschronicallyrock.com uh, yes. and support your local business ecosystem. Uh, if you're looking for local businesses, uh, especially Black-owned businesses to support in the Boston and Cambridge area, please check out cambridgelocalfirst.org. Uh, you know, the site includes Cambridge Local First's maps of, of Black-owned local businesses, so you can find, uh, you know, organizations to support. And also, thanks so much to the Sustainable Business Network of Massachusetts for co-sponsoring this series. 
And please stay tuned for additional installments. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you.